Hello, and welcome to Birth of Family Church Podcast. We trust that you'll find an encouraging word to strengthen your walk with the Lord. And if you're visiting the area, or if you're looking for a good church home, come check us out at birthedfamilychurch.org. There you can find our location and service times. Thanks again for tuning in. God bless. Evening, everybody. How you doing? <laughs> Man, it's good to be at Birth and Family Church tonight. Woo! It's good. Yes, amen. Hallelujah. Well, tonight we're looking at submission and authority. And this is our second installment on this. And so uh, we're over here in Matthew 8, chapter 5. And this is the testimony of the centurion. And understand that Jesus made a comment to him. He says, you know, this faith that you are, you're releasing is the greatest faith I've ever seen on the earth. In fact, he says, even in Israel. And uh, they knew scripture and all that. And uh, they still didn't have as much faith as this Gentile, this centurion, this Roman soldier. And what happened is the centurion came to represent his servant. And he comes to Jesus and he says, I've got a servant, I want you to heal him. And so obviously because he's representing the servant, the servant's not there with him before Jesus. And so Jesus says, well, I'll just come to your place and I'll heal him. Now the centurion says something profound. He says, you don't have to come. He says, all you have to do is speak the word of God or give the command only for healing. And my servant will be healed. Well, Jesus was flabbergasted. He's going, what? We mean I don't have to come to your place. And he begins to explain to Jesus. He says, he says, I am a man under authority. And right there is the key. See, this, this centurion understood that whoever he was under or whoever he was submitted to, that he then had access to their authority. There is no real authority without submission. And so he, he began to tell Jesus, he says, I'm under authority. And so he must have recognized that Jesus was under authority. We don't know at this point if the centurion knew that he was the son of God. But he did know of the miracles. He did know of the signs and wonders that Jesus was doing through his ministry. So he knew that power was coming somewhere. And so he just connected the dots and figured he's under the authority of God. He submitted to God. And so he figured because Jesus was under God's authority, then all Jesus had to do was speak and make a command and his servant would be healed. So he says, you don't have to come on over, Jesus. Just speak. The word only, and my servant will be healed. He says, I am a man under authority. And so here's a centurion that may have, I don't know, maybe at least 100 soldiers under his command. 
And whatever he tells them to do, they do. If he tells them to go, they go. If he says come, they come. If he, he gives them a chore, they do it. And why do the soldiers under him obey him? Because he represents the Roman army. Back in the day, this is what I've heard. You didn't want to go against the Roman army. They played hardball, right? And so here's the centurion, and he's under their authority. So he's representing the Roman army army and so when he told them to do something it wasn't because this officer this centurion could make them do it physically he they just knew what the repercussions would be if they disobeyed so he says i'm under authority i give a command they do it i perceive you jesus you're under authority in the same way that I do it in this physical realm, you can do it in the spiritual realm. And all you got to do is speak to that sickness. It's got to go. It's got to go. So he understood that an individual under authority can then release the authority that he's under by speaking a command. And We mentioned this just a little bit ago, (laughs) that an individual has has as much authority as the person or the entity that they're submitted to. So guess what? When you and I submit ourselves unto God, then we have all the authority of heaven to work for us. Now, going over to James, chapter 4, verse 6. James 4, 6. And we looked at this last week, but uh, this is so vital, and this is really an area that maybe we're not aware of, because we all want authority. Hello, we need it. There's things that we come up against that there's just no way that we can, in our own power, in our own abilities we can really successfully overcome them. And, and so we, we need to be submitted to authority in order to have it. And so it says here in James 4, 6, it says that God giveth more grace, and I can't say this enough, that grace is measurable. There'd be some out there would just say, well, you know, don't worry, God's grace will take care of everything. Well, it can, absolutely, but... We determine how much grace comes our way. Amen? Amen. It says that God does what he'll resist the proud. Now, notice how grace comes. Grace comes to who? It's a distinct group of people. Where does God's unmerited, undeserved, unearned favor, how does it come to us? Through humility. Through humility. Uh, Humility is saying, I need help. Unfortunately, there's a lot in the world today that think they can do it on their own. And and they're they're, they're living in an illusion. It's just just not true. We are so vulnerable. We are so weak. We're so limited. And so, 
God's help, God's grace comes when we submit to him through humility. So it says in verse 7 that he's kind of given us a, uh, a pointer here. Let me help you out. Submit yourself to God. And uh, then, because you're under his authority, you will have his authority to resist the devil to the degree that he'll leave you. Now understand, he's not leaving you because of you. He's leaving you because you gave the command that comes from heaven. Because you're under his authority. Amen? So the centurion understood how authority comes to an individual. It's through submission, therefore who you're submitted to will delegate the authority they have to you. Amen? And so, as we said, the measure of authority we walk in is directly linked to how submitted to God we are. If there's some areas of our life that we're not giving to God, thus being submitted to Him in that area, then that may be a place where we're vulnerable. Amen. Now, Look what Jesus says over here in Matthew 28, 18. He says that all power or all authority, as other translations say, is given unto me. And notice the extent of that authority. It's not just here on the earth. It's also in the heavenlies or in the spiritual realm. It also encompasses under the earth. As you can see over in Colossians. We could say that, that authority is is more beneficial or is better than power. You know, power sometimes is really uh, spectacular. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Wow, look at that. that. That's, you know, like if something explodes, you know, you see a big explosion, you know, boy, that was powerful. But authority is better than power. And the simple reason of that is, is this, is that power is limited. Like if you, if you explode dynamite, the, the, the power of that explosion is limited to how much dynamite you have. Where authority is different, it's unlimited. Because the authority that we have from God is unlimited. Amen. Amen. So authority is always better than power. So you're, you're not limited to your own strength, your own ability, your own wisdom. You're submitted to God and now you're using that name of Jesus and you just speak it forth. And now you're, you're, you're no longer trying to get something done by yourself now God is working through you by the words that you speak when you give the command. What could be any more powerful than speaking words from your heart that is as if Jesus himself is speaking?
Let's say, um, you know, I've got some circumstances in my life. Let's say, let's say I have some symptoms in my body. I have some pain in my body. Well, I, I know the scripture says that by his stripes I was healed. So I know that Jesus has already bought and paid for that. I can speak that word. I can speak those words from my heart. And I can say, Jesus, by your stripes I've been healed. So I speak to this pain now. I speak to these symptoms right now. I speak to this disease, this sickness, this illness right now. And I say, in Jesus' name. Now these words will come from him. Leave me now. And guess what? It's as if Jesus himself was speaking it. Amen. 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 That's a lot more powerful than me trying to get that pain out of me with my own strength and ability. Right? I'll just speak to it. And, and my words are really his words. Now, with this authority we've been given, we've been told to go into all the world. Jesus in Matthew 18, 19, he says, All authority has been given unto me. Go ye therefore in that authority, which is, which, which is inferring in that authority, and represent Jesus. Also, we have the delegated authority that was given to the 70. Remember when Jesus was still in his earthly ministry, here over in Luke chapter 10, he appointed seven people who were following him. That's what a disciple means. A, a disciple is just someone who's following Jesus. All of you tonight, you are disciples. You're following Jesus. Why, that's why you're here tonight, so that you can hear his voice, that you can be in his presence, that you can give him opportunity to, to reveal things to you and to see some things and to hear some things that would help you to be more like him. Amen. Right? So you're following him. You're, uh, you are a disciple. Don't, don't put people that are in the Bible above yourself. Because they've been washed in the same blood that you've been washed in. Do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, it's not that we honor them less, but you need to understand that what they did, you can do because you're in Christ. What they did was because they were learning how to walk in the authority that God had made available to them. Maybe they're just a little ahead of us, but we can catch up. Amen? So he appointed the 70, and he sent them out amongst the people, two by two. And in verse 9 of Luke 10, it says they healed the sick. Well, how could they do that? Because Jesus delegated his authority to them to cast out sickness in people's bodies. Just like he has you and I. And then in verse 17, and you should probably see this from your Bible, Luke 10, 17, it says that the 70, those that Jesus appointed, those that Jesus gave, uh, delegated his authority to, those that were, were sent out to represent him, it says they came back to Jesus in a, it, they were just joyful, giddy, happy. And they said, Lord, they said, even the devils are subject unto us. Amen. How? Through your name. Now understand that primarily you and I will release this delegated authority that you and I have by being submitted to God by the use of that name. Yes. 
When you speak that name, it represents everything that Jesus did for you and I in our behalf to purchase and to redeem us. And so when the devil hears that, that name coming out of your mouth, he remembers when that name in the very pits of hell kicked his bootay. Right? The Bible says that he spoiled principalities and powers. He stripped them of their power while Jesus was under their power while in hell itself. And he threw it off and was gloriously resurrected right there before them and came up out of the grave with the keys of death and hell in his hands. So every time they hear that name spoken in faith, Did you hear that? Spoken in faith, believing that what you're saying is coming to pass. They will flee. Not every once in a while. Not on an occasion. Not if you're just feeling a little particularly frisky that day. They're going to leave every time. Let me just ask you this question. When you get into your car, How often does your key to that car work? Every once in a while. Okay, you got a fancy car and you got a button. Woohoo! No, good for you. Um, Back in the day when you had a key to start your car. How often? Hey! How often did that key work? Every time. Every time time how often every time where am I going I'm going over to Matthew Ah, let's take a side journey I want you to understand that this delegated authority that we have is like a key. Who works the key? I work the key. How often does it work? Every time. And that key gives you the authority over whatever you're plugging it into. Your car, your house, your safe, your storage locker, right? The locker at the gym. You got authority over it now because you got the key. Right? That's what you have right now. You have delegated authority from the Lord Jesus Christ, and because of his victory, he's given you a key. Now, we just need to learn how to use it. Well, which end do I put it in, you know? I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, you got to learn how to use the key. Anybody find Matthew 16? Anybody here tonight? Did you find Matthew 16? Did you find verse 14? 
Uh, Mayor served coffee last uh, tonight. It was awesome. All right, Matthew 16. Now, it's, we're going to get this truth tonight. This is going to be awesome. Now, Jesus is just, you know, sitting around the campfire, eating s'mores, and, and, and he's talking to his disciples on a private level. And he asks them a question in verse 15. He says, whom say ye that I am? So he's, he's asking them, you know, he's asking, who do you say that I am? And uh, Peter says, you art the Christ. Now you understand that Christ is not the last name of Jesus. It's his office. It's his, it's his priestly office. Christ means the anointed one. Christ means the Messiah. Christ means the Lamb of God. The sacrifice to purchase you and I. So Peter is saying, you are the one that the prophets told us about. You were the one that God said would come and deliver us. You are the one that would pay the price for our sins. You are the one that would bring us back to God. You are the Savior. You are the Messiah. You are God's representative from heaven. He says, you are the Christ, you are the Son of the living God. Now, because of that confession of faith, because of that revelation that Peter received from God alone, look what Jesus says to him. Blessed art thou. Blessed art thou. Do you know what the word blessed means? It means empowered by God to prosper. To prosper. To prosper over sin. To prosper over fear. To, to prosper over sickness. To prosper over, you know, lack. It completely encompasses salvation. Now look at verse 18. You guys wear your shouting clothes tonight. Verse 18. He says, I say also unto you, you art Peter. And upon this rock, now this is where a lot of people miss it, right here. This is where religion goes, woohoo, and completely misses it. They've interpreted Jesus saying that he's going to build the church on Peter. Well, that's ridiculous. That's just ridiculous. Why would God build a church on an, a human being? So what is he saying that he's going to build the church upon? The confession 
of Jesus being Lord. Ding, 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 ding. How did you come into God's kingdom? How did I come into God's kingdom? How did I receive what God has given me through his son? I had to confess the lordship of Jesus. And so every time someone confesses the Lord Jesus as their savior, the church gets bigger and bigger and bigger because it has more and more people. And he says, on the confession of your faith, Jesus, I'm going to build my church. Woo-hoo! Amen. Amen. I'm getting happy. He says, based on what you have said, Peter, this rock, the confession of Jesus being the Christ, the son of the living God, I will build my church and the gates or the authority... Many times this word gates in scripture is talking about authority. Because if you had the keys to the gate of a city, you had the city. And so he says, on this confession of your faith, I'm not only going to build my church, but the gates, the authority of hell... And all of his strategies and all of his entities shall not prevail against you. Why? Because you now have the name of Jesus. It's always about Jesus. If you don't get something, just, just remember, it's all about Jesus. Okay? Now check it out. Verse 19. We're not even to the good part yet. We haven't even started the car with our key. All right, you ready? Verse 19. So this is all being bestowed upon one who confesses Jesus as their Lord. Woohoo! Freely without having to earn it or to grow to a degree that you can use it. It is he's handing the keys to the kingdom over to us. <laughs> Verse 19. Jesus says, I will give unto you, or the one who confesses Jesus as their Lord, the keys. There's that word keys again. What does keys represent? The authority. The authority. I'm giving you the authority of what? The entirety of the kingdom of heaven. We're not just barely getting by. We're not just mere, you know, however you want to demeanor us. We're, We're not just this and that. We're a part of God's kingdom. And we're somebody because we're in him. We're a part of him. And now, because we've confessed his lordship over our life, we now have the keys, the authority of God's kingdom. What can I do with that? What good are these keys? Whatsoever. 
You shall bind or disallow on earth. Did you notice it's not God who's disallowing? It's you. Well, I don't understand why this happened. I don't understand why this came. Well, it's not God's fault. You got the keys. Amen. I gotta walk to the grocery store. Well, why don't you stick the key in the car? Drive. Yeah. You got the keys. Right? It's up to us to use the keys. It's up to us to use the delegated authority that we've given. It's up to us to use the name in order for the devil to flee from us. He says, I give you the authority, therefore, whatever you disallow on earth, then, as an act of God, shall be disallowed in the spiritual realm. And whatever you allow or loose in that area of your domain, it shall be allowed in the heavenly. Hallelujah. 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 Say, I have have been given given. through the head of the church, church. given to me by the Messiah, the The benefits of his resurrection, the benefit of his his defeat over hell, hell. the devil, the the grave, grave. and and all therein. He's given me delegated authority. I've got the keys. I've got the keys of the kingdom of God. And whatever I bind, it gets bound. Whatever I loose, it gets loosed. Whatever I resist, it flees. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. A good place right there to shout. Praise God. Amen. Glory to God. That's a deal changer. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. I said, we're just not wandering around the earth as beggars. <laughs> we're, we are somebody because of him. Amen. We are the children of God. Don't ever let someone browbeat you or judge you in terms of who they think you are. They don't know who you are because who you are in Christ is hidden. They just don't know any better. But the time's coming, they're going to figure it out. But in the meantime, we're going to enjoy who we are. We're going to enjoy what we have. And we're not going to be intimidated by circumstances. We're not going to be intimidated by the things that we were before because we realize that we have the keys. We have the keys of the kingdom. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. So let me see. Did we get enough done tonight? I think we did. So how would you feel uh, getting the sermon twice? (laughs) Well, the Lord is good. I said the Lord is gracious. And glory to God, say it out loud. Jesus, thank you. I have authority. Amen. You guys are awesome. God is good.